Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of CJ and the Duke. As always, I'm your co-host, Robert the Duke Fedoric. And I'm Corey, CJ Wesley. This episode is brought to you by me and my upcoming course, Hired, the Definitive Guide to Profiles that Win ServiceNow Jobs. I promise it is coming soon. (laughs) 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 Oh man, Corey, you should see my office right now. Everybody thinks I got this like fly ass studio where I'm doing all this and I got a I got a five dollar green screen and <laughs> it's attached to like a portable clothing rack that you basically set up for yard sales. Oh nice. <laughs> and then that that is sitting on the widest box I could because it wasn't tall enough. And then I've got a whole bunch of stuff to weight it down so it stays on top of the box. Nice. And I've got, my desk is just a mess of wires and portable lights, and it is the most ghetto looking studio. <laughs> but I'm going to make a course out of this. God damn it. <laughs> so, 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 dude, back in the day, right, like when Amazon started up, everybody had a door for a desk. So, <laughs> we, you know. We this bodes we, well. Right? <laughs> So yeah, man. I mean, you know, it ain't it ain't how you start; it's how you finish. (laughs) So once the course is done, I'll do like yeah, the humble pictures of this is where it came from. Okay, yes. Where were we? Ah, okay. Today's topic is based off of a LinkedIn thread that I started last week. A little bit semi-controversial, so everybody just like put your big boy pants on. But it is how do you differentiate a ServiceNow business analyst from somebody with an implementation cert? in whatever business process is being deployed. So we have the, this, this paradigm of, well, we have people out of business that are BAs, that's their job title. Then we have people, especially as ServiceNow partners, they're called ServiceNow BAs. And then right. we have the certified implementation. What does the S stand for in CIS, by the way? A specialist. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, then we have people we'll call CIS, certified implementation specialists. And we have all the other stuff, the devs, the architects, and Corey and I are going to dis- discuss the differences between those because I, I think in a thread with like 56 replies, it's not as obvious as people think. Yeah, I mean, it seems that way, right? You know, I, I mean, I got a fairly cut and dry view on this. and I, I shouldn't say cut and dry, but I got a fairly defined view on this. And I don't know if it's controversial or not, though, because I think most of the difference is around what you pay the resource and what you need the resource for. Mm-hmm. In some of these situations, you know, you might want to define P, uh, BA because that person it has a lower bill rate and you only want only really want to focus them on gathering requirements and turning those into stories so that someone else can build right and if you do, if you build out your team correctly from a cost savings perspective right that can be a useful function because then you know you could also have developers then picking up those stories and building it and then you have your architect doing less work at a higher bill rate right mm-hmm. because now they're supervising the project and kind of laying out the flow of it, right? But without doing much more of the consultative aspects of it, because you offloaded some of that to the BA, which again has a lower bill rate. You know, so I think that's kind of where it starts for me, and then we kind of go from there. You can't escape the pragmatic reality that BAs are paid less. You know what I mean? Than yeah. implementations, consultants, architects, and devs, and. I did a bunch of like free consults over the past couple of weeks. And the question that came out of nowhere, and I got it like no less than a dozen times was, how do I be a better BA? But it was, there was a a, a subtle what's next for me now that I've done a BA. It's not just how do I become a better one, which we'll talk about, but also how do I progress from here? 
And it kind of struck me in that moment, how would I progress from BA? And I started really thinking about what kind of work the BA does. And I came to an honest question in my mind. What does differentiate a BA from an implementation specialist? Let's say I'm a small to medium-sized company and I I want to do ITBM. So I get a certified implementation uh, specialist in ITBM. Would I expect that they would play the BA role and do the implementation of it? Yes, I would. So is there anything that a BA brings specifically that a certified implementation specialist does not? Because if there was, then I would suspect that even at small and medium implementations, you would still need both. You know, it's true. I've worked on a lot of projects where we just did not have a BA. And and that role was filled by the architect. Or that role was filled by like an implementation specialist, like you said. And that role was filled utilizing the process and business knowledge by those folks, the architect and the, the CIS. And, and the consultative approach that those folks typically tend to have if they're, if they're not only qualified to function in that in that capacity, but also functioning in that capacity, right? And, th- and because there's a difference, right? There's a difference between getting a cert and being a CIS from a certificate perspective, but also being able to function in that capacity on the job, right? Yeah, yeah, and- definitely. And that's, I think, that came up a lot in the LinkedIn thread was, well, just because you have the CIS doesn't mean that you're necessarily a process expert in that area. But, it, but shouldn't it? Exactly. I'm like, <laughs> yes. And that's exactly what's wrong in the marketplace right now. Like the market assumes that that's the case. Yeah. And that's I mean, why I, I said it once and I'll say it again is like, take a certain amount of pride by saying in two years, I gathered up like six CIS certs or, or two CIS certs or whatever. Great. But that doesn't mean like you need like a year just to learn the process and the language and the you know what I mean? So, But the market hopes that when they get a CIS, they're getting somebody who understands that process. So yeah. could, we not, could we not just immediately disqualify people that have a CIS, but have never sat across the table from somebody in that process? Let's just disqualify them from the conversation immediately. We're not talking about the fake certs, right? Or not fake, fake's too strong a word, but like- Yeah, I, I think fake's too strong a word. So what I would say is, to me, what it means is that you might have this certificate, right? And you have a, the CIS, but mm-hmm. if, you, if you're not functional from that perspective, what I say is you're an expert in the, the ServiceNow application based around that certificate, but not necessarily are you more than a developer aligned in that vertical. You're not necessarily an architect there. You're not necessarily like I would call it implementation specialist, right? Because when you start to use words like implementation specialist or architect, to me, it incorporates uh, a consultative approach, right? Yep. It, it incorporates being able to speak to the client about things with knowledge that the client is going to want to hear as it pertains to this particular functionality, right? And, and, it, and that's more than how ServiceNow has built it in the system and how you can expand it utilizing ServiceNow in whatever different ways. It's about how the business is using this functionality, where they're going to derive the value, what places should we emphasize, what places can we de-emphasize, so on and so forth. This is what really just bothers me, and I can't put my finger on the exact emotion, but it turns my stomach over to hear this idea that, okay, well, BAs are strictly functional, right? They're the right. ones who talk to the customers and gather requirements and da, 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 and understand the process. And then the implementation specialist takes that and then builds. And I'm thinking, 
The whole point of the platform was to democratize this. So you don't need a developer to build what you need to build. Hmm. Right? Good point. That, and so it's like, is it really... I, a couple of them notwithstanding, like Discovery, I think is takes a uh, takes a certain amount of deep tech know IT chops, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like so you mean IT IT chops. Stuff. But yeah. like take HR, ITBM, GRC, SecOps, all the other strictly process-based ones. Is it really so technically profoundly different that you need to make a, a human distinction, like this person has the technical chops to deploy ITBM and it's so great a distance that we need somebody else who's going to talk the business talk. It's like that I would expect in places where there's literally two languages, right? Yes, but but you know I mean? get this person to translate from Japanese to English and then this person builds the, the system in English, but it's not. It's like the, the person who's got this CIS cert can't sit at the table and have intelligent conversations with the process owners about what the requirements are and where the gaps might be between what they're expecting and what the tool provides. I don't buy it. I do, actually. Um, you do buy it? I buy it. Let me tell you why I buy it, right? Okay. Because in an ideal world, I completely agree with you that that person should be able to sit at the table and, and speak A to Z, right? But what I've seen, though, is that some of these folks have a very are very tunnel vision in their expertise and their willingness to to expand or maybe their ability to expand I'm not sure beyond the, the purely technical and you get them in front of uh you get them on a, at this point right a zoom call I guess right I would I would say you know in the back in the good old days you get them in a conference room and you have them speak to people who have like a VP in the title or director in the title and you're trying to get them to start the conversation around the functionality and how it's going to evolve in service now, how it's going to make their business better. And it's not that they can't elucidate the technology aspects of it, but they can't see the business aspects of it. They don't speak that language, right? To your, yeah. to your earlier point about it being two different languages, it is two different languages, right? Like when I'm talking to internally to the team, I'm talking in a, in a language that's much more technology focused and, and technical in nature versus when I'm having a client call, I'm talking in a very much different way. We're doing things that's much more non-confrontational, much more teasing of aspects and details out of them in terms of what they want to see in plain language um, in a way that they typically communicate. And I'm trying to reframe my frame of mind, right, to more align with, you know, uh, I, I mean, I guess maybe the quintessential agile story methodology, right? Like I want to do this and this so that I can do this. Right. And this is how I know when I've got it, you know, and 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 see, from my perspective, you aren't a real certified implementation specialist if you don't have that skill. And if you and if you do have that skill, then you also completely overlap the B.A. role. Yeah, if you do have that skill, you absolutely over, overlap the BA role. And so to that point, I typically don't work on projects where there's a BA. Right. I'm expected as the architect to fulfill that role and I do it quite well. Right. And I think it's one of the things that, you know, when I'm interviewing for this, these roles, it comes out right that I have that ability to do this. And so they're no longer even if they were thinking about a BA previously, they're no longer thinking about that if they bring me on the project. And here's one last thing I'll say to, to drive my point home that the BA is overlapped by too many other roles already. Where most of the questions that were coming to me are from is people who are labeled as ServiceNow BA. They work for large, you know, global GSIs or large ServiceNow partners 
to the point where they have this as a specialized role. Okay, so if we're already coming from a point of the certified implementation specialist is more technical and he or she can't speak the business language, so we need to bring in uh, a ServiceNow BA, well, they won't necessarily be immersed in the business's process or language either. True. You know what I mean? So like, what's the additive skill set that the BA is bringing that the customer doesn't think the certified implementation specialist won't without mentioning Microsoft Office or listening skills? <laughs> Communication <laughs> skills. You see what um, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it, so it's communication skills and it's being immersed in the process. So be, I think most successful BAs typically are those folks who come from utilizing the process in an advanced way. Right. So think the of the process, folks. Right. So you're yeah. thinking like there would be an ITBM BA. Yeah. And that person has likely built these processes probably in an Excel spreadsheet with some mm -hmm. pivot charts and a little bit of automation here and there and some emails and back. You know what I mean? And, and has built that and has led that kind of process internally and gotten everybody to adopt it. Right. And kind of fleshed out some unofficial rules to it and gotten a, a collective understanding and made somewhat of a success out of it. Right. So that they can then take that collective knowledge that they've gained and then utilize it for other clients. Right. That's that's typically where I see a, a successful BA coming from. Yeah. I think, though, from the perspective of like a CIS, like so, so there's the certificate of CIS. And then I think there's what the actual job description of a CIS is. Right. Like ServiceNow doesn't give any consultative questions on the on the exam. Right. It's all technical. What do you know how to do? What can you tell us about what you can, what you know about the instance, right? I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Do you know the instance? Do you know the new stuff we put in it? Do you know how it works? But it's mm -hmm. no, there's nothing there about can you communicate effectively with the client so that you can understand their requirements, actually build the thing that works, right? And this is where most ServiceNow projects get into the weeds and get into trouble is because that translation of this is what we want versus this is what we get delivered. Somewhere in that mix, sometimes those, that thing falls apart. And I think it's because of ineffective communication, which I would chalk up to either not having a BA or not having an effective CIS. Hmm. You got some really good points there that I hadn't considered. Here <laughs> <laughs> when that happens. <laughs> Dude, it's only because I've been on so many failed projects that, you know what I mean? Yeah, These yeah. things, you don't learn from your successes. You learn from your failures, right? Mm -hmm. And so I've, I've seen too many projects. They all fail in slightly different ways. And I wrote a post on this about LinkedIn as well, about how to dodge failure, right? And they all fell in slightly different ways, but you got to learn from those. And they all kind of come around back to that interface between the client and the vendor, right? Yeah, and, and you learn from your successes too. Where I'm coming from on this is that I've seen projects that were a larger ServiceNow partner might have said, okay, we need to have a separate role for, and it's for a BA and they would have put more people on it, but for whatever reason that didn't happen. And it was just the people who knew how the product work, but also how the process works sitting at the same table with the people who were get trying to have it implemented for them. And all those people having a conversation and not having this translation layer yeah. of, of, of a quote unquote of a BA. You and I have both said, we love a good BA, right? And, and I do, but I think the role is overplayed. And here is what I fear for, for my BA brothers and sisters out there, right? I'm, I, I love you guys. I want the best for you. Here's what I fear for you. You ever seen the movie Galaxy Quest? 
No, I've heard of it. I have not watched it. Stop what you're doing right now. <laughs> Go <laughs> watch Galaxy podcast. <laughs> Okay. So it's kind of like this Star Trek ripoff. And the movie's about the actors who played in this Star Trek type film in that movie world, right? Gotcha. Okay. But they get tied up in a real interstellar political <laughs> uh, political uh, conundrum. And everybody thinks that they were real in their Galaxy Quest show and hilarity ensues. But they have all these tropes of what each of the characters are. And Sigourney Weaver plays, I guess she's like the communications officer, but her entire role in the show is she repeats what the computer says. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, and it's like, like the captain issues an order and then she issues the order to the computer. And then the computer responds and, and, and everybody acts <laughs> like nothing's happened until she repeats what the computer just said. <laughs> and she complains about it in the show. Like, it's just such a, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here to be pretty and repeat what the computer says. And that's the trope, right? Right. That's what I fear for the BA. Huh. It's like you are this assumed need to understand or speak a language that everybody speaks anyway. Yeah, but not everyone does, right? I, I'll tell you, I mean, the difference in my bill rate and some other folks is that because I speak the language and they don't, right? And I could demonstrate it, right? And I do demonstrate it in the, in the initial interview. Like I come in and I, I demonstrate the value that I bring to table above and beyond what those certificates that I have say, right? right. I demonstrate that I understand what a consultative approach is. I understand that I can, what drives business value, Right. I understand what the C-suite is looking for out of a product when they buy, when they spend, you know, hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars on the product like service now. Right. And I understand like that you have to deliver that and, and you have to communicate it in such a way as so that you can get buy in and, and success is determined beyond more than just the technical aspects of the project project. Right. It's mm -hmm. also determined by how the project is perceived and how it's communicating, how the cultural change, the culture of that company changes around the implementation of the project, right? There's a lot of those little nuanced things, right? That you pick up over okay. time in your career that if you don't have that experience or you don't innately understand how to communicate that, you're just a tech guy. And I, and I don't mean to say that like in a derogatory manner because I started as just a tech guy, right? But well, you know, I, And the tech guys are getting, the tech people, are getting yeah. a higher bill rate than the BAs are. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. See, because this is like, so you can't, you can't from a BA perspective say it's because you're just a tech person because <laughs> yeah, it's sorry. like, it's already a step up. It's like, if I'm just a tech person, well, what's the B like without the BA know, is the translator. It's, it's, like it's you not said. me talking. It's the money talking. Yeah. If you're billed out at a lower rate than me, then what's that say about the skill set that we supposedly need in addition to the CI? So, Here's what I'm coming to. I think the conversation is difficult because there's the good BAs and the bad BAs, the good CIS and the bad CIS, right? Yeah. And I would say the worst of the BA pool is the Zikorny Weaver role on Galaxy Quest. I repeat what the computer says. Yeah. Okay. Right? I'm the layer in the middle that repeats back to both sides what both sides already know. <laughs> and it happens. Yeah. Typically, when you got a business that already that speaks the technical language, right? Or you, or you have, okay, so this is the, going on to the CIS. There's the CISs that are implementation specialists. Yeah. Okay. Not just, I understand the table structure and business rules of this app. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. That's the bad exactly. side is, okay. So I think if we all agree that a good CIS will completely overlap the BA role, then the path forward for people who say, I want to be a better BA 
is to in the ServiceNow space, not just in general, but in the ServiceNow space, if you want to be a better quote unquote ServiceNow BA, then specialize. Specialize and become a certified implementation specialist. Because Maybe. if you're a good one, you completely you complete you have de facto superseded the BA role because you are that and you are everything else. And I just don't buy this idea that somebody who is a good BA can't possibly become a certified implementation. The technical gap is too high. The only time I think the technical gap is too high is, is like the distance between a BA and a developer, hmm. right? Like it takes years to be a good developer, right? Raw code, like make the code do what I want it to do. But yeah. it doesn't take years to like understand how, like understand how ServiceNow works when ITBM is working. That's not True. deep tech stuff. True. You know, I, I got another another um, thing along those lines too, right? Is that, so if you want to be a better BA, especially in the ServiceNow world, since that we're specifically talking there, mm -hmm. you know, there there's two words that ServiceNow has been kicking around for the last few years, right? Citizen development, right? Yes. Like, like there's nothing stopping a BA from understanding and specializing in how to build an app using the ServiceNow citizen development tools, right? Well, you, you, you also can't simultaneously say ServiceNow is a platform capable of supporting a citizen developer initiative or a low-code development initiative and simultaneously say, oh, God, we need a BA to sit beside the certified implementation specialist. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we need them both because in, there's no way the BA will possibly understand the, the unfathomable depths <laughs> of hr technology right 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 but on the and flip simultaneously this person has enough experience to you know become a implementation specialist and completely be blind to the idea that implementations involve people reconciling stuff with other human beings right yeah yeah man i mean that's that that's absolutely true and, and I think that's, that's probably one of the keys. And I think that's probably why you'll see some projects have BAs and some not, right? I, I think sometimes, you know, BAs are utilized just as a, uh, just for scale too, right? Mm -hmm. Like you might not have as many developers as you want on a project. And so you're going to take your CIS folks and you're going to have them focus more on development. You have your BA folks spend more time, right, on, on the gathering of the requirement stuff. And that way you can split the workload because that, that person with that CIS, Right, that certified implementation specialist, right, can wear many hats. They can wear hats further down the stack and further up the stack, you know. And so sometimes, you know, you just want to add additional resources to the project and additional scale so that you can do more in, in the same amount of time. And then that's when you might want to bring on the BA team and have them go out and gather those requirements, refine those stories, and then throw them over in the sprint backlog. Like your dev folks come in and, and you know, and pull those in and do the work. Um, but I think all of that, right, like, you know, and one of the functions that we, we didn't really talk about because this particular function can encompass all of those other functions, then some is the architect. And so you bring an architect on a project and the understanding and the responsibility, the thought process behind having an architect on a project is that they can do everything from starting with the BA work all the way through the implementation work, all the way up to making sure this thing is going to be successful, sustainable, and scalable, and all the way further than, than that, 
and ensuring that if the, if we're going to do more, that they're available to sketch that out as well. Yeah, because when I talk about good BAs, right, the people who can take a leadership position in the discussion with the business. Bingo. Like, right there. Right there. No, exactly. Right there. Write that down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting there. But if you take that person and say, what's the next step? You might think like, oh, you're dying to say architect, but you're not going to say architect because they're missing what? Technical knowledge. I, like, I, I still don't even think it's technical knowledge. <laughs> like, it's, it's, well, it's how these apps work on ServiceNow. And you don't yeah, need to so, be like, I'd say, yeah, you might need to know enough JavaScript so that when you're troubleshooting the umpteenth level of script includes in ITBM to figure out why time card days aren't calculating correctly or whatever. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're going to, you might need some JavaScript, but it's just people keep asking me, Robert, like, how do I get bigger, bigger better, bolder BA? And I'm just thinking, get the implementations. Because if you've proven that you can do the leadership role on the BA side and whatever it is you do on BA makes this project faster, easier, and cheaper, then that architect role is in your sights. But to get there, you have to breach your own idea that BAs are functional and CIS people are technical. Yeah. You can't get to the aspired architect position without getting that other, I'm going to just say it, a dumb idea that all BAs are functional and all CIS people are technical. You have to get rid of that idea in order for you to project your aspirations farther. Yeah, man, I agree with you, right? So I'm a jack of all trades person. I always have been in my entire mm -hmm. tech career, right? Like if, if there's a part of the job that I had it, it, that I didn't understand it, I strove to understand it. So that one, I didn't have to rely on other people, but two, just be, just for my own innate curiosity. I mean, and it's helped. So that means I've learned parts of the job that I wouldn't have otherwise known, but I've also learned um, how to deliver better for my employers, my clients, so on and so forth. Right. And so that does that mean that I have to be more technical in some cases? Yes, I've learned to be more technical in some cases. I was not a coder. Right. Mm -hmm. I was a scripter back in the day. I got my start in like the DOS 622 Windows 3.1 days. And so, yeah, if you wanted to play Civilization or Duke Nukem or whatever, you had to configure that config.sys autoexec.bat. I had a bunch of those boot floppies around. So, yeah, I can script a little bit, but I wasn't a coder. Right. Like I was an I was an IT guy in the quintessential yeah. sense. But as I evolved over time, right, I learned that I needed to be more than that in order to deliver better and to get more in my career. I think it's the same thing what we're talking about here. Like as a BA, once you enter that functional realm and you become really good at communicating with the client and then communicating with the tech folks and bridging that gap, if you want more, you've got to learn more, you got to do more, right? So you got to be cross-functional mm -hmm. rather than just functional. And, and from the CIS perspective, it's the same thing. Right, like you can't just embody what this what ServiceNow includes on the test, right? Because that's just the technical aspect of it. Implementations are living, breathing things that have, have so many more attributes to them and so many other things that you have to manage in order to make them successful, including people. And, and you got to really learn that. If you can't learn that, if you can't do that, then it's definitely going to hold you back in certain aspects of your career. Okay, folks, that's all the time we have for today. CJ and the Duke reaches a wide audience of ServiceNow admins, developers, architects, and product owners. If your brand wants a broader exposure to the ServiceNow ecosystem, click the Sponsor Us link in the description below. CJ and the Duke are both freelance, vendor-agnostic ServiceNow architects. If you need experienced ServiceNow guidance or execution, check the description below for how to contact us. Thanks for watching.